Yuridumarung, my name is Ray Johnston and welcome to an arts special for Take It Black, chatting with two incredible performers for this episode. First up is the talented and determined music all-rounder, musician Ryan Clapham, a.k.a. Dobby, who jumped on the phone to have a yarn about his next big gig. Dobby, welcome. Who's your mob? Where are you from? My name is uh, Ryan Clapham. Uh, my mob is the Murawari peoples on my father's side. I'm Filipino on my mother's side. Um, so my grandmother was born and raised on Nambar country, Brewarren in northwest New South Wales. And her father, my great-grandfather, was born under the birthing tree on the Colgoa River in Wilmeringal. Beautiful. And you're probably best known for your rapping, but also you do piano and drums. Has music always been a big part of your life? Yeah, definitely. From an early age, I started playing piano. Um, you know, my I was lucky enough to be able to have one of those little um, light-up keyboards that show you what note to press. And yes, so that was so cool. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I still had that keyboard, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, from there I started getting more into drums and really being, you know, uh, really obsessed with drums and, and making beats. And, and along with that was my love for hip-hop music. And, and now, you know, as an adult, I'm putting those three things together and, and, and bringing also classical music, my, my, my upbringing of, I guess, like early classical teachings and jazz on the drums and sort of putting it all together to create a unique sound me yeah that must be an awesome feeling just being able to bring all these elements of your life into the one creative pursuit that can also be a career that that must be so cool oh it's amazing and you know I I I definitely grew up not thinking that you could actually do this for a living and I'm I'm starting to realize that you know things are really changing and that this is a, a beautiful way to 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 have fun but also to you know to pay my bills and I'm really excited for the next generation for what they can do. And, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all a big, you know, a part of a bigger, a bigger picture. That's it. And you've performed everywhere. You've been at the Opera House. You've been, you know, the Netherlands. I, I caught you at the Factory <laughs> Theatre a while ago during yeah. one of those COVID gigs with um, AB yeah. Original and, yeah, good, oh, good stuff. But oh, what's been – that's all right. What's been a career highlight for you so far, having done all these awesome things? Oh my gosh! I feel like um, I mean, actually, one of the biggest career highlights is just it just happens. Like a couple of days ago, um, I was just a part of Pachama Festival in Alice Springs. Beautiful. And we just we just came back from it because I uh, I performed, you know, in in front of the McDonald Ranges in the desert right there in Alice Springs as part of the festival. But also, um, my involvement. Uh, was also as a soundscape designer. So Arnie Roder, you know, hired me as a as someone to make the soundscape for each installation. Like they had light installations there and she wanted me to make music around it. And so that was just like an incredible experience. I've never had the opportunity to do something like that. And it was just amazing sitting back and watching kids, you know, dancing around the installations and I was just having a moment thinking, my God, this is my music. Like, <laughs> it's so great. That would have been incredible. Yeah, Parchma's just beautiful. I've only seen it from afar. Was that the first time that you've been there in person as well? Yeah, yep. Yeah, my first time seeing it. And <laughs> my gosh, like, my first time being there, really. I mean, um, I was there to meet everyone in the, in its early stages. But, 
you know, the, the, the dust is so fine and red there. It, it felt like you were set, stepping on mud how fine it was it was amazing yeah it's a pretty beautiful beautiful country pretty special place out there uh Mm. now i'm going back to your song i can't breathe with barker that's been a mainstay of the black lives matter marches soundtrack since it dropped last year and it's being used in schools now can you tell me what's happening there oh my gosh yeah so we we just came across a uh well i'll start with um you know, my amazing cousin, Jess Williams, who, you know, shout out to her because she put the um, she put the song together as an educational resource to then sort of submit to people um, for use in high school, like years seven to nine, I think it is, just to talk about, you know, um, deaths in custody, but privilege and racism and, and just things that, you know, I think, I think should be taught in an early age because we we can then understand you know power dynamics and 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 really you know understanding what it is to live on on these lands these aboriginal lands and what happened recently as it was sort of adopted by um a a group called racism no way you know there it's it's one of the their resources um submitted to schools new south wales schools i think um i think another one was a board game uh about white privilege and this article came about through the Daily Telegraph and news.com.au that were just saying, you know, people are very offended by it. And, you know, <laughs> we shouldn't be teaching kids how to be social justice warriors, which I think personally is a great thing. <laughs> I think it's a great thing. And, and often yeah. when you hear people, when you're having conversations with people that are finding out, you know, the way this country works for the first time, one of the first things they say to you is, oh, they don't teach you this stuff at school. So now we're going to teach kids at school and they're unhappy about it. Can't win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's, it's, and, and I was talking with uh, uh, Viv, my manager, who just really happy that it's reached that that stage because we never wanted it to Barker is you know we never wanted it to just sit within our own circles yeah it's great that it's reaching people that needed to hear it so you know it means it's working no incredible work there and can you tell me a bit about what's happening down at the Canberra International Music Festival April and May yeah, I'm so excited to be a part of it, you know, um, and the amazing Roland Peelman has uh, has um, got us playing for the Canberra International Music Festival. We're playing uh, on the 6th of May from 9pm at the uh, Verity Sessions in Ver- at Verity, Verity Lane Market. Um, and so that will be on the 6th. And then on the 7th, we are playing from 6pm at Cambry uh, at ANU campus. Um, so that's it's going to be really really fun. So excited to play there. And yeah. yeah, when I when I saw you, it was a you know COVID safe gig, one of the first gigs that was able to be held after you know, lockdowns in a lot of cities. What's it like being able to get back out there and be performing again? Oh, it feels so great. Hey, like um, you know, people are. I, I, I'm starting to see a, a you know energy coming back again because. Uh, it's so hard to really, you know, bring out your energy when you're wearing a mask over your face and people are sitting down. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see more people, just just more, just just more people at more gigs. I feel like it's just giving me, it's giving me life, you know, <laughs> yeah. bringing energy back. Um, so I'm I'm just so excited, whether or not we're dancing. Um, at, at least we're still, you know, lucky enough and able to be playing in the same room. Will be very very beautiful. 
That's it. Well, looks like you've got a busy few months ahead. Hopefully they get even busier for you, but you still have plenty of <laughs> downtime to rest and look after yourself. And thanks so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. That was Dobby. Be sure to catch his show if you're in town. Take it black. Next up, actor and singer Sharika Clanton gave us a call to talk about her new show, Still I Rise. It features a range of her life experiences, from the racism and sexism she's faced as a woman of colour in the creative industry, the lessons her single mother tried to impart on her as a teenager, to getting hitched in 2019 and spending the first year of marriage in lockdown with her new husband. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to hear more about Still I Rise. This is a show that you're putting on very shortly and it's a mix of music and storytelling, I believe. How how is that going to work? So I literally, so it stems from um, Maya Angelou's poem. Um, And it's just basically my experiences in the industry and growing up and then couple of my favourite songs that I think um, go well with what I'm talking about um, and I've written an original song as well so that's just yeah it's just a bit of a nice sit down uh, listen to me moment. <laughs> nice yeah it's a really personal kind of work yeah. isn't it? It is actually it's kind of scary because you're just like there's no no one else um, just me and my stories and y- you can like it or you cannot it's just yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit nerve-wracking, but I'm very excited. Yeah, it must be must be really nice going into that space, knowing that whatever the audience responds to, they're responding to your truth, and that you get to yeah. sit in that for a period of time as a mm. as a performer. That's pretty rare. You've usually just got to take on <laughs> masks of other people. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually it's just um. The, the last time, last year doing it, it was just like, I'm not nervous. And then you get there, you're like, oh, I'm actually really nervous because this is, it's nothing to fall back on. It's just, it's all my writing, all my truths. And it's basically, yeah, my story and um, giving that to the audience. So one of the things that you talk about in the show is some of the lessons that your mum tried to teach you as a teenager. <laughs> now, I am a mum to a teenager. Yeah. I was a single mum for many of those years. I yeah. want to know, what did your mum teach you that stuck? What do I need to get through my <laughs> boy's skull? <laughs> How to clean properly. Like, don't, do it, don't do it half-assed, meaning you have to do it again. <laughs> and so I'm also married, so I recently married before coronavirus hit and uh, so it's just going through that with my husband it's like no you have to do it properly otherwise you have to do it again don't do it half-assed I'm sounding like my mother I have the same conversations (laughs) with my husband as well and my son I've got the two of them and neither of them are listening it's just like it's not wiping down the bathroom you have to bloody well scrub it (laughs) if you're looking at the sink and there's still bits in it it's not clean don't even get me started or washing I'm washing a pot and leaving the water in. Oh. He's not washing. <laughs> <laughs> if I walk in the kitchen and there's still yeah. dishes there, you haven't cleaned the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and my spring cleaning, he's just like, oh, that's one bit. I'm like, no, we've just done one section. We've got to do the rest of the house. He's like, take it an hour. I'm like, it's called spring cleaning for a reason. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Did you have the Saturday mornings where you just hear the music blaring and you knew it was time to get oh, up and clean all together? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> what kind of music? It was like ritual. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a pretty common experience. What what kind of music were you listening to when well, you woke we up to clean? Oh my gosh, remember Rage? Yes. Yeah, so we'd, we'd have Rage on and then mum would just leave it on. So ours was like old school 90s um, R&B. Nice. Um, yeah, which was thankful because I'm like, we don't do, I don't listen to country and I'll, everyone's just like, yeah, mom, and country music. I'm like, my mum hated it. So that- yep. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have much country music growing up yeah. either, and everyone talks about it, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so then I got a cousin, and they're like, this song, I'm like, I have no idea. It sounds like, it just sounds like chunka chunka music. <laughs> so like, they're like, shut up, I'm like, I'm so sorry. So when, but Blast on Aretha Franklin, oh. still, like, exactly, and um, all um, at last, but it was just all old school music for, nice. for us growing up. So, yeah. And what kind of music influences your music when you're writing? Do you look back at those younger days? Uh, I would definitely say, um, uh, yes, they do. Because I really love the, the lyrics and the sound and um, the old school music, I think, tells a story. Yeah. But then, but then come on, there's also Queen Bee. Oh, and- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You blast on Queen Bee and you just feel like you're like a movie star. <laughs> so yeah, a bit of both, a bit of both. Nice. So how is this show most different to previous performances that you've had? Is it just that personal element? Is there other things that you've brought in as well? Um, it, it really is that personal element. It's just the it's the rawness. Um, you know, and I've written in in the piece, I just sit down, I'm like, this isn't, a, you know, I don't have director's notes, I don't have um, a fancy lights, this is just me telling my truth and my experiences to you, so I can't have, I don't have anything to hide behind it. Yeah, and some, sometimes yeah. that truth and those experiences aren't really easy to tap into and you've dealt mm. with a lot of you know, sexism and racism, just get trying mm. to do your job within yeah. your industry. What, yeah. what does it feel like to tap into that for an audience? Is is that draining for you? Is it cathartic? What, what do you get out of that? Well, I, I kind of, it's all, it's kind of instilled in me because I, for when I'm playing my characters, I always kind of try and find a level of truth that I'm saying. Because um, you can speak a line and can bring a text, but if you can't bring it to life, then what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so this one, talking about this show in particular, talking about my truth and my experiences, it just it automatically goes there because it's memory yep. um, for me. Um, but you also have to be careful um, and, and be mindful of how far you can go when you're talking about um, experiences that can trigger you or can trigger somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that there's an expectation when you're when you're talking about negative experiences within an industry that you're then expected to have all the answers to fix that industry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you tell I yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like I can't. And sometimes I, I think, um, especially as an Indigenous artist which I'm proud of my culture, but I'm also proud of my African-American um, side, which is my father's side, and Native American Indian uh, bloodline. So it's just that you have to find that balance, but it's also how do you, 
you don't want to keep educating people. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? And yeah. And going, oh, well, you know, this is actually what happened and this is what it means from their this perspective. And it's like you it comes to a time where like Australia really shouldn't, we should all be responsible of educating and learning um, the truth and the history. Yeah. Because that's, I think that's when we, that's when change really starts to happen and acknowledgement. Not in, like acknowledgement of country is a different thing, but acknowledgement of the truth and, and, and the history and the backstory of where from before to where we are now. Absolutely. And, you know, it's hard to, you know, just concentrate on getting your job done when you're distracted by all this other stuff as well. And yeah. other people don't have to deal with that. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to bring, it's like, um, as an Indigenous artist, I'm like, I can't speak for all Indigenous artists because yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Perth and my experiences are different or I'm not from Sydney, I'm not from Melbourne. I can't um, say it's like this for all the mob because it's, it's not really. And then, yeah, each, each, each experience is different. Do you think it's going to get better anytime soon? Do you, do you oh, see tides well, turning? So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. I pray it does. Like I really do. Um, I think it. I think this is a big first wave, especially what's happening um, with everybody else. Not what's happening with the rest of the world and what's happening inside our own backyard. Um, people are, are being able to willingly speak more about their truth and not be afraid to speak up, even though their voice is a bit shaky. Yeah or the backlash that they will receive or have received. Um, I think that it's not courageous. I don't think it's courageous. I think it's about bloody time. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, shows like yours, shows like Still I Rise will encourage more people to be able to speak their truth as well. You know, Mm. setting that example, I think, Mm. is is really important. So thank you for for putting yourself out there. It's, it's it's scary, but it's also it's nice, it's especially for women. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge. You know, so many women have talked about their their experiences, and it's regardless of race and gender. But for me personally, as as a female artist, just listening to all the female voices and some mates, and then just talking about similar experiences that you've had, and how do you handle that, and how do you get through that? Yeah, is what is I hope brings it to light. Yeah, and is that the kind yeah. of experience that you, you're hoping audiences take away from the show, you know, to, to maybe have a bit of courage to speak their own truth as well? I I do, actually. I hope that everyone is able, because everyone's story is different and unique and, and beautiful, but then there's also the the trauma or the, the moments where the unexpected um, uh, something's happened um, that they didn't know how to handle that situation. So I, I would hope that coming and listening to my experiences and my stories allows them to do the same. Yeah, and to be a bit yeah. kinder to ourselves as well. You know, we're really hard on ourselves when we go through things about how we respond to them and you know, mm. w- whether or not we're making enough of an impact. And I, mm. I think we all just need to, you know, take a deep breath and recognise we're all human yeah. and, yeah, we're all just doing our best. So yeah. that's exactly it. And I've, I've written, you know, everyone is on their own journey. So 
we really shouldn't be judging other people based on the color of their skin or their cultural background or or their gender, but also be much more aware. Um, I think is a big one: awareness of other people um, and their journey and their experiences. Even though it's different, you kind of align. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you like people to know about the show before they decide whether to come along or not? (laughs) Um, It will be fun. I don't know. Look, it's just, it really is me. It's nothing, um, no fancy music. It's just me sitting down, telling my truth, um, telling my story uh, that I've written and... Uh, come and enjoy it with a glass of wine, I guess. Oh, sounds good. So <laughs> when and where can people come along and watch? So it's at Darlinghurst Theatre, um, opens on the 5th of May, um, and then we close on the 9th, but it's 5th, 6th, 7th and 9th. Perfect. I hope people come to experience like a bit of joy, a bit of laughter, a bit of truth, and um, just have a yarn, really. I'll definitely have to come along. I hope to see you there. <laughs> yeah, and, that'd um, be nice. And thanks so much for having a chat with me this morning. Appreciate it. Good Thank luck you. for the show, so Chookers. That was Sharika Clanton. Thanks for listening. And so you don't miss our next episode, be sure to subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review if you want. And until next time, remember to take it black.